Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. Hey, everybody, and welcome again to another edition of the Guns Up Nation podcast. This is one of your hosts, Keith Abbott. Welcome, everybody, to another great night. We're knee-deep into basketball season, and we've got a great show for you tonight. First, I want to introduce our other guests, or I guess our other hosts, I should say. Uh, Steve McKelkey, how you doing, my man? Doing good, Keith. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. And John Thomas, my friend, how are you doing? Keith, I am great and 10 pounds heavier than the last time we talked, brother. I tell you what, that's what Christmas holidays will do to you, won't it? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Stuffing, turkey. That's another topic for another day. Yeah. Well, I mean, on top of that, you're starting to do some lifting, too. So maybe it's all muscle mass. Is that what I'm hearing? So, well, I'm joking. I was joking a minute ago, but yeah, I'm lifting a lot more because nice. uh, My my wife and friends of mine are like, you know, you run like a dang marathon runner. If you don't lift, you're going to lose your knees. So I, (laughs) I, uh, I I hit the gym more, no, probably than normal. And, uh, it's real bad when, when, when you got a 48 year old man doing more leg curl weight than I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the gym and the guy's next, and, and I swear he did like 100 reps of these, right? Just more weight than I was doing. And I, I'm straining, straining, you know, after you know, five, 10 reps. And uh, he laughed at me. He's a, uh, I know him, but he's a good guy. He, he said, John said, take your time, brother. <laughs> so it's, uh, it, it's been a good month. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Well, hey, maybe I'll get some inspiration from you because I haven't with anybody else yet. So I'm hoping for that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> buddy. You should. That's right. The way the M and M. I have. I have gone M M&M and M free, and I'm even on reeking just water. So I'm doing better, but that's okay. So, <laughs> hey, we have an awesome guest tonight. Uh, uh, a former uh, player for the Texas Tech men's basketball team, and the man responsible for the epic three pointer at the end of that Texas game. I'm sorry, I had to shout that out because that was a amazing so uh yeah coach beer in the timeout said go set a go screen which a go screen is you, you act like you're setting a screen and then you flash out and i caught the ball from matt Mooney, who uh very rarely passes the ball to me in practice but you know beard made him pass it to me this time and i just <laughs> threw it i just threw it up and it uh banked in and obviously uh you know nobody thinks you know i, I whispered glass under my breath i said that's glass but no it, it went in and it was uh it was awesome awesome experience <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> All of us were cheering you on at that moment. That was amazing. So glad to have you on. Thank you so much. We've been trying to connect with you a couple of times. I knew you had some school commitments, and then I, I think I lost my voice or something somewhere in there. So appreciate your patience, and I'm really glad that you're on tonight. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. So what we really wanted to do tonight was just kind of talk to you about your experience as a member of the Texas Tech men's basketball team, what it's like to... Um, be able to play under Coach Beard, what that philosophy is like, how it is to motivate the players, and just a little bit about your experience with that program. And and also just wanted to take a moment, because you've got a really neat show, uh, the Drew's Crew, right, podcast that you have. Yeah, the, the Drew's Crew podcast, yep, yep. Yeah, and I'd like to talk to you about that, too, before we get done tonight, because that's a that's a fun show to listen to. So, oh, yeah. so uh, you know, I know that the guys have some questions. Steve, I'm going to turn it over to you. What's a question you have on your mind for, for Andrew here? So, you know, yeah, you've had your, your time with Coach Beard. I mean, the guy just seems like he's just turned up all the time. He's de- oh, yes. de- definitely high energy. Uh, I mean, I love when he does those little fist bumps and gets, you know, little, those stances where he sets his legs oh, apart yeah. and starts pumping those fists. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, 
it gets me fired up. It's fun to watch, just watch him during a game. But uh, so is that guy always on? What's he like in practice and all that good stuff? Oh, he's always on. Like he doesn't have an off switch, and he's just so intense. Like he's, I don't, I don't. I mean, it can't be healthy, but he's at a level ten all the time. I mean, and the guy, uh, he's just wired differently. I mean, he, I don't think he needs. I think he needs very little sleep. He works. He, he works really hard, but he's not something I've always respected. He's not the type of uh, he's not the type of person that works really hard and tells everybody else how hard he's working. Like he just works hard and really loves basketball. So, but he's yeah, he's you're exactly right. He's always wired. He, I mean, he's if he the thing that's all you have to always be on edge when you're around him because if he senses you're not on edge or if he senses like we're about to have a bad practice. He's gonna do something to stir it up. He's gonna stir up the pot, whether it's uh, yelling at a guy or something. He's really great at is in the non-conference. I don't know how he does it because, uh, of course, my freshman year I was with Tubby Smith, and I mean Tubby Smith, nothing bad, but nothing bad at all to say about him. I mean, Hall of Fame coach, won a national championship at Kentucky, but he was uh, he was on the backside of his career, a little bit older. But Coach Beard comes in, he's got an edge to him. And something he did very well was in the non-conference, he made the other team seem like we were about to play the Los Angeles Lakers. Like we'd be playing, we'd be we'd be playing like southeastern Louisiana State, and he'd be in the film room saying southeastern Louisiana State. They have a guy that is, you know, he's pissed off that we didn't recruit him. He's going to come in here with a chip on his shoulder. They're going to play their, you know, they're going to play their balls off, and then they're going to, they're you're going to get their best shot. This is their Super Bowl, and so he had he has a very I mean, he's a brilliant motivator. I mean, he's he's all business when it, when it's in between the lines, but he's also a guy that cares about you off the court. He cares about your family. I mean, I haven't, you know, I haven't. Obviously, I'm not. I don't play for Tech anymore. But he called me just a couple of weeks ago, just checking in on me, and we talked probably 20 minutes. And he's, I mean, he just cares about his former players, and he loves his guys, and obviously loves basketball. But I really enjoyed playing with him, and you know, I mean, he's he's a great basketball coach, but. Just talking to him, I mean, I feel like, I mean, he, he's a great life coach. I mean, I, you know, sometimes in school, yeah. like when he called me, I'm in the middle of like about to start taking finals and stuff and kind of feeling not motivated. And I got off the phone with him and I was head to the library and just start diving into studies. That's awesome. Well, you know, Andrew, you, you were talking about, you know, just how turned on the guy always is. Um, he makes a big deal in his fireside chats about, about songs on his playlist for the week. Uh but so this is probably an impossible question. But if you had to nail down one song that he just gets amped, right? Whether it's practice or pregame or whatever, uh, what, what song is that? If he has one, well, he he goes through different songs. I'd say on our uh, on our tournament run last March, it was "Old Town Road" by Lil Nas. Oh and- Lord. He, I mean, yeah. Coach Beard's Coach Beard's obviously. I mean, he's a country fan, but that's kind of a kind of a half and half between country and hip hop. But he, uh, he, he, I mean, he was playing Old Town Road. I mean, and it and like, see, so we get on the bus and he sits in front of the bus, obviously, and so I mean, that's where the aux cord is, and so he plugs it in, and so we listen to his music on the bus. But you know, everybody likes to put their headphones in. So I'm putting my headphones in and I'm like, I've, ho- I've heard old town road, you know, 50 times a day, coach, I'm going to put my own headphones in, but he, he, he would, t- but, but, but he, he would turn it up so dang loud that it didn't matter what you had playing on your headphones. You were going to hear old town road. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Funny. That is awesome. In practice, he's, a, he's a big, uh, Travis Tritt fan. Uh, 
I think one of his favorites is it's a great day to be alive, and he plays that at least. I mean, it, it seemed like every practice, but um, yeah. I think uh, that that song. I don't know if you guys. I mean, if you guys have ever um, set your alarm on your phone to a song, but you wake up to that song and then you no longer like it because it's your alarm in the morning. <laughs> I've well, had that. Yeah. <laughs> we we were at a we were at a team retreat out in uh, I think it was uh, like Happy Texas, and. He, he, he wanted it was important for him that we woke up to see the sunrise and he got this biggest speaker he could find like this big JBL speaker and he played that song it's a great day to be alive at like six o'clock in the morning and ever since then That's I awesome. mean it's a great song but he but, but he ruined it for me <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. oh man mm. Yeah, I've had a couple of those songs where, like, I thought this is going to be the song that gets me excited and pumped up in the morning. And like, after a month, I'm like, I never want to hear that song again. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But then he'll also, um, whatever is popular with some of the guys, though, he'll uh, he'll incorporate that into the playlist. I mean, I think he does uh, a three to one ratio, so the guys get to put music on the playlist, and then he has, of course, all of all of his are country. And of course, maybe you get. You get lucky with an Avery Benson country song because I'm, I'm more of a country fan myself, but there's obviously a lot of hip hop on there. And he he throws in, uh, you know, he'll, you know, Tariq would love this song called Down Below, like coming from the bottom. And, and Coach Beer would say, hey, Tariq, you know, I don't know what song that is. I don't know the words, but, you know, play that song, Tariq. I love it. That's cool. At least he kind of mixes it up and lets some of the other guys get gets like gets interested in the other guys' music too. It's that's kind of what it seemed like right. in the fireside chats that he would do that and pretty yep. well rounded in his knowledge, you know. <laughs> no, he is. He is. That's that's pretty good. So t- take us about. I mean, we you were you were part of this epic run to the you know the national championship, and so I just love to hear your take on the whole tournament experience. You know, just in short. Uh, walk us through just kind of how that experience was and and just kind of I mean was it what, what did it, it surpass your expectations what what was it like just walk us through those moments. well uh, I'll take it back just a little bit um, to the summer of the summer leading up to the season I mean we're there all summer in Lubbock preparing and we had just lost Zaire Smith and uh, we had just lost uh, Keenan Evans and we had a bad we had a couple of bad practices in a row and I looked at Norrence Odiase looked at me. We kind of looked at each other after after one of the practices, and we said, "You know, we're not even going to make the tournament this year." And and then now, yeah, we ended up going the national championship, obviously. But then, uh, but yeah, as far as the tournament run, um, I don't know if you. I mean, you guys probably remember we lost to West Virginia in the Big Twelve tournament. Who was the? They were the I guess the tenth seed, mm-hmm. and we were the number one seed. We lose to them. And it's like, man, I mean, we had to really reevaluate ourselves. Like, we just lost to the, the worst team in the conference. We're about to go prepare for March Madness. We had some rough practices to prepare us for the tournament. And, uh, I mean, we, we we had some tough practices. Beard kind of uh, – he, he, he raised the level of expectation and after, of course, the Elite Eight run. But, um, I mean, it was it was a heck of a ride, heck of a, heck of an experience. And – um, after we got past, we, we were really scared of Buffalo. I mean, I remember uh, the coaches, they obviously stay up late. I mean, they stay up like all night. I don't know how they do it. They drink a lot of coffee. Beer, Coach Beer doesn't drink coffee. He just is wired. All the coaches, they drink coffee. Uh, but as far as Buffalo, we were really scared about Buffalo. After we got past them, um, Michigan, for whatever reason, we were really confident going into the Michigan game. And we obviously, I mean, we dominated them defensively. Uh, and it, it was funny because of the ha- at, at halftime, Coach Adams was trying to make adjustments 
on uh, on the defensive end, and Coach Beard looked at him at halftime. And said, <laughs> he said, he said, Mark, they. He goes, we just set the record for points allowed in a half, you're, and you're trying to make defensive adjustments. He goes, I think we're going to we're going we're to do the same thing we did the first half. And then playing uh playing Gonzaga, I mean Gonzaga was one of the best teams I've ever, uh, best college teams I've ever seen in person outside of that Villanova team that beat us the year before in the Elite Eight, but. Uh, Gonzaga, I mean, that was just a hard nose. Every point mattered. I mean, it just felt, I mean, I don't know how it was uh, watching on the outside, but it was, it just felt so like every basket just felt so important. And both teams were extremely talented. And I mean, I, I was just praying we could get past Gonzaga because, because uh, we were, you know, we lost in the Elite Eight. Everybody on there just had an edge about them. They wanted to get to the Final Four. They tasted it last year. We could almost get to the, we almost got to the Final Four. Uh, and then lost to Villanova, but then after we after we beat Gonzaga, I mean we it was just like oh man we we made the Final Four, but then you get to <laughs> you get to Minneapolis and you, you you get there for your first shoot around two days before your first game and you look around and it's like it's it's just overwhelming. You're in uh, it was the Vikings football stadium and it's you're no longer in an arena. You're in a football stadium and you see all the seats and you're like people are actually going to be in those like who 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 would pay to be in those seats way up there on the third deck, like where you can't, I mean, you probably can't even, the ball probably looks like just a little, a little dot. And you're like, no, it's going to be packed up there. Every seat will be filled. And it's just kind of a little overwhelming, but um, I mean, the final four is, the final four is a different world. I mean, it's the, there's constant media. Uh, The the funny thing for uh, the walk-ons, I guess, is throughout the tournament, um, there's an hour every day. The locker room is open to open. It's open media to where, you know, anybody can come in from ESPN, the wall street journal, USA today, whatever they can come in and ask people questions. And that's normally the time where, you know, I pull out my iPad and, you know, or a book, um, and just kind of let, you know, the, okay, Jarrett, you know, go, Jarrett's right here asking the questions, uh, or, you know, the, nobody's really interested in asking the walk-ons questions, but at the final four, you know, I was answering the walk-ons were answering questions just as much as, well, maybe not as much as Jarrett, but I mean, we were answering questions for the entire hour. So it's like, man, this is this is a different stage. They they want they they want to hear from the, the they want to hear from everybody. But uh, Final Four was, I mean, it was an unreal experience. And uh, Matt Mooney having that game against Michigan State, I was I was really happy for him. Yeah, <laughs> I, and sure. I and I didn't know I didn't know uh, until I. You know, I, I went back and watched the Michigan State game. I don't think I'll ever watch the Virginia one, but I saw at the end of the game. I didn't realize Coach Beard kissed Matt Mooney on the on the cheek in the post game interview. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other other day, um, I saw a Tech versus Virginia uh, being replayed. I think it was on ESPNU or, or whatever, and and I, I watched like two minutes of the second half, and I I, like, I can't go on any longer. You know, it's I know it was tough for the guys. That, on the team, but the fans, you know, we wanted it just as bad as y'all did. And, uh, you know, I'm sort of curious. So, right. So you're, you're in Minneapolis final four, y'all guys getting sleep at night or is it just tossing and turning? What's going through your head? Uh, well, my, my, my roommate, uh, the guy I was probably closest to just cause I was around him so much was Norris Odiase. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it happened, but they ended up, they finally let us, uh, be roommates on the road. So, we, we kind of have uh, we always I don't know we we we, we get in some in some pretty heated topics uh, but we um, as, as far as regarding um, sleep when we were at the Final Four 
Um, our, I remember the first night right before we played Michigan State. I mean, obviously, everybody, everybody that came out from Lubbock or all the Tech fans, I mean, there was a ton down there. It was pretty, pretty wild how many Tech fans uh, made, the, made the journey all the way out to Minneapolis. But I remember at night, it was 1 o'clock in the morning, I guess maybe the everybody just left the bar and they knew what hotel we were staying at. But I could hear, I could hear Raider Power at one o'clock in the morning the night before we played Michigan State. Like wow. I just heard people chanting it. Like I guess just walking down the street, maybe they had a couple of drinks and it's one o'clock and they're just chanting Raider Power and they're just so excited about the game tomorrow. But uh, I, I remember waking up at one o'clock and hearing Raider Power. And I'm thinking, man, this is this is a different stage. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I didn't. I didn't get. Uh, any sleep? Well, I got I, I got thirty minutes of sleep um, after we lost to Virginia because Norrance. I mean, I was trying to get some sleep, but uh, Norrance was so he was so pissed off after the Virginia loss. He uh, like I, I doze I doze off for you know twenty minutes, and then I would hear him banging on the wall saying, "We effing had it, man! We effing had it!" Oh man! But yeah, but that's I mean that's how it goes. They I mean that's that, but it was. It was a fun experience, and uh, but it, as far as getting sleep, I mean, everybody, you, you had to get sleep. Um, something that Coach Beard recognized was that, uh, look, I mean, when when you get to this stage, everybody you've ever known is going to be texting you. Uh, like, I mean, I, I think my first grade teacher reached out, like, oh, it's 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 great to see you guys in the Final Four or whatever. So, every, everybody you've ever known is reaching out to you. So your phone's blowing up, and Coach okay. Beard kind of figured that. Coach Beard kind of uh, he kind of peaked that or figured that out early on, and he just he just started taking everybody's phones. So like it'd be like normally he takes the phones the night before the game, which is kind of Norris Odiase's decision. It's not like he's a I mean Coach Beard is not a dictator. He takes input, but uh, he he would start taking phones like when we would have after we'd come back from practice uh, on an off like because we had one day or we had a day in between the national championship and then the Michigan State game. He would take up the phones just for nap time because he realized, look, you guys are going to go up there and you guys are just going to try to catch up on your text messages or whatever. We want you guys getting some rest. And yeah. rest was obviously pretty important. I think the – but there was one guy who I know did not sleep when he was there, and it was Tariq Owens because after his ankle injury against Michigan State, he stayed up all night uh, getting treatment. I mean, he was up – I think he got – he said he got like 20 minutes of sleep the night before the national championship game because every, every 30 minutes – they were doing some uh, stem treatment on him, ice, ice. I mean, he was doing heat. He was doing all sorts of stuff with his ankle, the training staff was. so. But I know he didn't sleep much before the national championship game, but I knew I knew he was going to give it a shot. He's he's a tough dude. That's awesome. I tell you, he's a, he, he was definitely somebody that everybody really, really respects. And so just uh, I'm glad to see him being able to still be successful and continuing on because, man, he's just a class act. It really is. No, he really is. I, yeah. I got to take it back to your conversation about, you know, Matt Mooney and, and how you were happy for him having a good game. And I'm, I'm going to just kind of segue this into uh, your, your, your podcast, Drew's Crew. And uh, for those people who haven't listened to this uh, podcast yet, I really – recommend you subscribing to it and listening. Um, so some of the first episodes you have are interviews with the Texas Tech men's basketball players. And um, the one that stood out to me, honestly, was the the episode with Matt Mooney and his, his trials um, at the Air Force Academy and everything that he went through to get to where he was. It just, to me, it even brought home even more how 
how awesome it was that he got to the, where he was. And uh, I just, I just want to, you know, give you, a, of course, just right now while we're kind of in a, in a segue here, talk a little bit about your show and, uh, and tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words about my, uh, about the, yeah, about the Drew's crew podcast. I mean, it, it's not, it's not, it's nothing like this, the, the guns up nation podcast. I mean, this is, you guys are, you guys are awesome, but I, when I have some spare time, I like to kind of reach out to some guys, some of the former teammates that, uh, that I was teammates with and I interview them. And sometimes people, I guess sometimes people enjoy it just because it's, it, it kind of takes the edge off when you know the person that's interviewing you. Cause I mean, a lot of times people, feel uncomfortable when they're being interviewed by somebody they don't know. They don't know if they're trying to catch them saying something or they can uh, perceive it in a way that, uh, you know, motivates the other team or is perceived in the wrong way to the media and makes them look bad. But, uh, you know, I just like to, I just like to ask them questions that people would know and want to want to know. And they answer, they answer them. I think I've had Norrence, Tariq, uh, Matt Mooney, as you said, uh, one one of the podcasts that I think is a little underrated might be Matt Temple's. I had him on the show. Uh, he's he's um, he's a graduate assistant right now at Texas Tech, and he's he's the only guy that has ever um, he he played for Beard, and now he's also kind of on the coaching side. So he's seen both aspects of it. Uh, so he kind of had an interesting point of view. Uh, and then I had Keenan Evans on uh, a couple, I think last week, which. He's uh, he has an interesting story just now that he's in he's in Bosnia making great money over there. Obviously a great player, but just he gives some interesting information just on kind of how I mean everybody obviously knows how the NBA works and the salaries and different things, but uh, as far as the two way contracts and the Exhibit Ten contracts and stuff like that, he gives some interesting insight uh, on things like that. And then every so often I'll throw in a random interview with like, there was some guy I had on the, on the podcast named Scott Muirhead. And he, he used he played uh, with coach Ogden at UTA and I had him on just cause he had an interesting story because he, he's kind of a wild guy. He train hopped, really? uh, like he, and he got on a train in between box cars from Dallas all the way to Los Angeles. And he just rode in between these two box cars. It was something on his bucket list he wanted to do. And so I kind of, I just Jeez. asked him a bunch of, I just asked him a bunch of questions like that. Like, man, I mean, you're, you rode a train from Dallas to LA. I mean, I mean, you know, where'd you go to the bathroom or like, how'd you keep your phone charged? He said he brought like 10 phone chargers, but anyways, that's kind of, that's kind of a brief uh, synopsis of my podcast. But uh, if you, if you ever, if anybody ever gets bored or has some spare time, yeah, you might want to check it out. That Andrew Muirhead episode is hilarious. That guy, I, I wished I had half of the excitement in life that he does. Cause wow. Right. He just he's he's wild. He just doesn't care. Just kind of does whatever he wants. And but he 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 lives in he lives an interesting life. He's an entertaining guy. Absolutely. Well, you know, Andrew, it's been good. You know, just, just listen to you talk you know, about some of your experiences. You know, with the team, uh, I will tell you. You know, just watching the run, um, I am devout. You know, I'm a. Uh, I love Jesus Christ. You know, I, try to follow him as best I can. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I, I loved hearing Matt Mooney, you know, kind of, you know, he, he, he gave some shout outs to the Lord, you know, in, in some interviews and uh, everybody's got their own tick, you know, what, what motivates them to get up in the morning. Uh, uh, what about you, man? Like what, what, uh, 
when you get up in the morning, you know, what, what's your, what motivates you to be the best you can be, you know, whether it be in school or, or with your podcast or in basketball. Uh, I know for me, when I was a coach right, and when I was an athlete, you know, it was just a love of the game and man, we just had a tight bond, you know, in that day. And sometimes athletes are that way today. Sometimes it's for religious reasons. Sometimes it's a mix of both. Right? So, Tell us about you. That what what motivates you today, or or at all, doing the things you do? Oh yeah, I mean that's a that's a great question. But yeah, you're right. Everybody has their motivation, kind of what makes them tick. But yeah, I mean I'm kind of I'm right there with you. And uh, I mean obviously Matt Mooney and Culver. I mean I, I was lucky. So for me, I mean my relationship with Jesus Christ is is I take it very seriously. Um, and I mean, every day I wake up, I do a devotional, I actually do a devotional now, uh, even though, Dude. so Matt, yeah. So Matt Mooney was my roommate last year, along with Norrence Odiase and Norrence Odiase, his, he's like Jarrett Culver, his dad's, uh, his dad's also a pastor. So I had the privilege of being around, uh, so Matt was my roommate and Norrence was my roommate. So I was surrounded with guys that not only had a passion for basketball, but also had a passion for developing the relationship with Christ. And yeah. so we, we all, we, I mean, we keep up with each other. We all have this same devotional book. It's called live in faith, walk in love by Bob Goff. And we all nice. do a devotional daily and we're kind of in a group message and keep in touch. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's what makes me tick. I mean, even, even getting the national championship, I mean, Matt, Matt Mooney could tell you best, but, uh, and even Jarrett Culver, I talked to him this past week in uh, when he was in Houston. But nice. I mean, as much as much as much success as you have playing basketball, there's, I mean, and Tom Brady, he's won multiple Super Bowls. I think he's even said it. I mean, he, you you, yeah. you still feel empty inside, and if you don't have a relationship with Christ, I mean, you're not going to get that internal peace. And you can chase whatever you want. You can chase all. You can chase money. You can chase being a professional athlete. You can chase. You know, I don't know, whatever girl you want, but there's nothing really from a worldly materialistic standpoint that's going to bring you peace or satisfaction other than Jesus Christ, in my opinion. Uh, from what I've learned and kind of researched, that's kind of what I, that's my understanding. And that's what I believe. And but I've, I've been I've had I've been lucky to have the right people around me at tech, not just yeah. I mean, I, I, I was involved in a, a hillside church at um and Lubbock, but it's also, it's also good to have, um, like kind of your own little small group, people that are in the same uh, situation as you and being at tech and playing under coach beard, having guys around like Jarrett Culver, Matt Mooney, Norrence. I mean, there was a lot of believe there was a lot of believers and, uh, and one thing and coach beard always respected it. I mean, he, he has a relationship himself. I mean, coach beard, when we, when we had a game on big Monday, which it kind of happened a couple times, uh, last year, I mean, you have to practice on Sunday because you have a game Saturday and then a game Monday. You have to practice Monday. I mean, on Sunday. Yeah. And so, yeah. but he, but he respected the Sabbath. He, he said, uh, "We'll bring in Pastor Culver, Jared's dad, and he'll do a sermon in the locker room and before we practice." And so he respected it, and the guys came and uh, and we loved That's it. Awesome. And then we did, some, yeah, and it was it was great. And uh, I talked to Jared, and he's it was funny because you know obviously he's making a he's making a. <laughs> Uh, his his bank account has changed for sure. Yeah, um, he's making just a, a tab. He's ma- yeah, <laughs> he he he's making a good amount of money through Adidas and uh, obviously his signing bonus and his and his contract playing in the NBA. But 
he was telling me he's still, you know, he's, he's working with his financial uh, advisor. He's trying to figure out a way, you know, he can, where he can tithe to his church. But uh, the, I mean, uh, his financial advisor was from what he was telling me without getting too much into detail was saying, are you sure you're, are you sure your church is ready for this kind of money? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, it's funny you say that about Culver because I, I remember hearing Beard. You know, somebody asked Beard to sum up Jared. You know, uh, after one of the big wins, you know, that the team had, and he said, "Man, let me tell you something about Jared Culver." He said, it, it, "He will beat you on the court, and then he'll take you to church on Sunday." <laughs> yeah, no, hey, that that is exactly right. He when he gets in between those lines, he's all business. Like he he looks like a nice, sweet kid, which he is. And he has yeah. a great relationship with God. But then when it gets to a competitive standpoint, I mean, he wants to kill you. And something I've yeah. always, you know, there's guys on the team where, uh, you know, I, you know, you'll play one-on-one or just mess around after practice. And, you know, I'll play a guy and like, you know, uh, you'll, you'll play a guy that starts and you'll beat them, whatever, because they're not, they're not trying their hardest. But, every, you know, I always really wanted to play Jarrett and beat him because I'm like, okay, I know he's going to go to the NBA. I want to say, you know, I, I beat Jarrett one-on-one. But uh, right. so I would play him, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter who he was playing. Didn't matter what time of day it was. He was there was like he, he was going to play defense like he was playing Kansas for the Big Twelve championship. And so I'm just like, wow. can you relax? Can you relax a little bit? There's nobody in the gym besides me and you. I just want to get a couple points. But uh, I mean, I, I, I ended up, I ended up getting, I ended up getting, yeah, exactly. I ended up getting lucky one day and and finally beat him. But. Uh, it didn't happen too often because he, I mean, he took every possession seriously, which I've, that's what I've always respected about him. Plays hard all the time, and he's he's very focused. And you got to just see him recently play, didn't you? Yeah, I saw him. I saw him yesterday play the Houston Rockets, and that was the first time where I've went to. Obviously, you know, I, I've been watching him play for the past two years at Tech, but this is the first time where, and you know, at Tech, every so often, I'd be like, you know, I wish I was out there. Well, yesterday, that's the one time where I was like, hey. I don't wish I was out there because I don't want anything to do with James Harden or Russell Westbrook. No, no, joke. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, you okay. know, Andrew, as we, as we look at this uh, year's edition of uh, Red Raider basketball, it's uh, obviously uh, expectations were high going to the season coming off of the uh, national championship game. And, and uh, so there's, there's some questions about, you know, what, what will this team achieve this year? And, we know it's hard to reload after last year. And, you know, I, I think you'll find my expectations are, you know, let's get let this team grow and develop. But, you know, you watch this, t- this year's team, what, you know, what are you seeing? Uh, what's, what's those, I guess, the, what's the, the gray lining you see in out there or, or silver lining out there in the clouds? What are, what are some of the things that you're seeing that's making you feel better about this team? Well, I think, I mean, I think they're going to be fine. Uh, yeah. Obviously, playing in the national championship everybody raises their expectations so when you lose a game people might freak out or maybe you don't beat uh, a, a mid-major by 50 points people might freak out but Texas Tech they're going to be fine especially as, as long as Coach Beard's there and he's running the ship I mean if he's the captain of the, of the ship we're going to be fine and uh, the bright spot that I've seen is uh, I mean the young guys Ramsey and Shannon those guys are unbelievable I mean they, they're, in my opinion, from watching them on the outside, uh, they're, they're both better than Jarrett Culver and Zaire were at this point. Uh, and that's my opinion. But wow. so, I mean, I, just, just getting, I mean, well, Zaire was great. So it's, I mean, it's hard comparison, but uh, they're, I mean, they were both great. But just seeing Ramsey, the way he can shoot the ball, 
how explosive he is. And it's such and just a freshman. I mean, great sign for Texas Tech basketball. These two, I mean, these are the kind of recruits that Coach Beard's bringing in now. I mean, five years ago, bringing in a five-star recruit was like, huh, yeah, good one. Texas Tech, five-star recruit. Yeah, get out of here. There's no way that's happening. But now it's like, oh, I mean, five-star recruit. I mean, this, this is this is almost like it's it's going to become a, a a norm kind of for Texas Tech, in my opinion, with Coach Beard and uh, the great staff that he has and the recruiters that he has around him. And as far as the Texas Tech program is going in the right direction, I mean, they're going to continue to bring in great talent. But as far as this team uh, this year, I mean, they, they're – they're the most – Coach Adams told me uh, one time, he said, this is the most athletic team he's ever coached at the college level, which I agree. And obviously that doesn't just, that doesn't just directly correlate to, to being the best team. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to find it. they got to find their rhythm. Uh, they, they found it. I mean, they played a great game against Louisville. Everyone watched that game. Uh, Avery Benson is a great asset to the team, which I really respect Avery Benson is a – I mean, coming, being a, being a walk on, being in that situation, and just working hard every day, and he finally got his chance. And he, I mean, he was the player of the game at Madison Square Garden against Louisville. I mean, it's yeah. I, I I know that. I mean, I know you guys are aware of that because I know that's the that's the background of the cover photo of the of the Guns Up Nation uh, Twitter page. So <laughs> I know I know you guys are well aware. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this team's going to be fine. Coach Beard will figure it out. He always does. But as far as looking at the conference schedule, we—I mean—we just played two of the best teams in the conference. Baylor, yeah. who just—I mean, you guys know—they just beat Kansas soundly. I mean, they beat Kansas at Kansas, and like a so, drum. Yeah, exactly, like a drum. And then um, West Virginia—they're—they're they're a great team too. Which I think it's weird that uh, I didn't get to watch much of that game because I was uh, watching Jarrett play the Rockets. But from what I saw, um, it doesn't look like West Virginia does their. They didn't. They weren't doing the regular style of you know press Virginia, get into you, press you for forty minutes type deal. But so, but Coach Huggins, Hall of Fame coach. He, I mean, he's their team's always going to be good. But I think Texas Tech is going to be fine. And yeah, maybe we have some uh, not unrealistic expectations. But you know, you play for the national championship. Everybody's expectations are going to rise. And and anything can happen. Anything can happen in a tournament as. As you guys know, I mean, we could be, you know, we, we could be, a, you know, a six seed and get hot and go far in the tournament. And this team has the the talent and uh, the the coaching to do it. So I don't, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not freaking out just because of that we lost two back to back games. But I, I do know, I do know that right now, you know, I like to say, I mean, even when I, even when I'm busy, sometimes I miss a couple of the Tech games uh, this year. But when they lose a couple. I 100% watch that next game because I I know the the hard practices they're going through and that Coach Beard's challenging them. And so I always watch that next game after they go on a a little bit of a losing streak just because I know what they've been going through in practice and I can't wait to watch how hard they're going to play because it's always always fun to watch that. That's why it was so fun watching that Louisville game because we just – I think we just lost like three straight. And I'm like, I got to watch this game. And they go in there. And everybody's just amped up, playing hard. So, but I think, I mean, my 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 opinion, I think we I think we're fine. Yeah, definitely a tourney team. It's uh, you know, and all they gotta do is get hot at the right part of the season. So uh, if they play well at tourney time, then I'll put them into my Sweet Sixteen at least. So 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. Tell us what you're doing these days. What I'm doing. Uh, so I, I finished at Texas Tech. I graduated in May. And, and then I moved back to Dallas, which is kind of where I'm uh, from. I'm from, the, I'm from the Metroplex, North Richland Hills, closer to Fort Worth. But UT Dallas, uh, I'm getting my MBA. I'm pursuing my MBA at UT Dallas right now. And I chose to do it at UT Dallas. Some people are like, well, why would you leave Lubbock? I mean, you can get your MBA here at Texas Tech. But uh, to be honest, I mean, I need if I wanted to really focus on my MBA and my studies, I kind of needed uh, to get out of to get out of Lubbock. I mean, being you know, the, the success that we've had and all the friends I've made there, if I really wanted to focus on my studies and, and the next part of my life, I need to I needed to get out of Lubbock just to focus on, on this. And there, I mean, I, I love Lubbock, Texas. I love everything about it, but I, and as far as focusing uh, on my studies, I needed to uh, do it. I think I made a great decision in doing it at UT Dallas and UT Dallas has a, they have a great master's program, very diverse. And I love, I love every bit of it, but that's what I'm doing nowadays. I also played in, <laughs> in the summer. It's, it's fun. I played in a couple rec leagues um, in the summer and it, I just forgot how much, you know, when how much how enjoyable basketball actually is when you're not being guarded by Jarrett Culver Zaire in practice, <laughs> and then you're you're going you're going against you're going you're, you're you're playing against other normal human beings. You're like, oh, you know, actually, you know, basketball is really fun. Actually, and when you're getting, <laughs> basketball is not fun though when you're getting guarded by Zaire Smith in practice. Oh man, I bet not. So I'm I'm curious who who's the toughest player that you went against? Was it Zaire? And practice, Zaire was—he was a freak athlete, as you guys know. But he—he he just had a motor about him to where he would just play so hard. And even Keenan Evans, Keenan Evans, the most talented offensive player I've ever guarded in my life. But he—I mean, Keenan was great. But Zaire, he would just never stop sprinting, never stop running. I mean, he, he was just so intense and so like, he had. I don't know. His stamina is unreal. So I would say Zaire, in my opinion. Yeah. And actually, yeah. I actually talked to him a couple of days ago, and he's he, he's doing great. He uh, he just had some bad luck with the, his allergic reaction and uh, some different things. But uh, he's going to be he, in my opinion, he's going to be he's going to be a big time. Uh, I think he's going to be a big time player in the league. Just yeah. give him a couple more years, he'll find the right fit. But he's not. I mean, some people might say, oh, he's in the. He's going. He's bouncing back and forth between the G League and the NBA. Zaire is going to be back in the NBA very soon, and he's going to be on a team, and he's going to be a main contributor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching the summer league this uh, past summer and watching Mooney and and uh, I didn't get to see um, Tariq very often, but uh, seeing some of the Red Raiders out there. And I was wondering when you mentioned Keenan Evans, I was wondering where he was. I thought he was with the with the uh, Pistons, but I didn't know he was overseas. So good for him. He was with. He was with the Pistons um, last year, and he he played in the summer league, as you were just talking about, and he had a great summer league. But the way with the NBA is, I mean, there's so many great players, and there's so many talented players that it almost has to be you have to you have to get a little bit of a like if you're not some you know if you're not LeBron James or uh, James Harden, you have to have a little bit of a uh, little bit of luck. And uh, McKeenan made the decision a financial decision to go play in Bosnia and he's making, making some really good money over there. I know that. And he's, it's funny. He, uh, I was talking to him and he said, uh, you know, Bosnia, it's, it's kind of a different style of play. And there was one time he, he, uh, he kind of maybe sold a call a little bit and all of a sudden he got a technical. He's like, he was looking around. He's like, why did I get a technical well, over in Bosnia? 
when if you flop, you get an automatic technical. So I thought that was pretty funny. Wow, wow, that's it's wow. different. That's very different. I mean, you figure that there there are a bunch of soccer players over there, are football players, and that's all they do. So yeah, <laughs> yep. exactly right. Kind of ironic that they call it technical on basketball when that's their art in soccer. You know what I mean? Exactly <laughs> so. right. Like they, they all they all flop in soccer. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess maybe that's the thing. They wanted one sport that they didn't have to see that all the time or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, um, as, as we're wrapping things up here, uh, you know, just, just run through kind of like your final thoughts about the, the program, Coach Beard, and then just give us one more uh, just heads up on how we can find your podcast. Well, as far as the program with Coach Beard, uh, to kind of just sum it up, I mean, it's it's everything is well organized. There's nothing that – uh, Coach Beard really doesn't. I mean, he, there's nothing that gets past him. I mean, he knows he knows exactly what to do. Being under Coach Knight and Coach Beard's a brilliant person himself. He knows exactly what to do. There's some people that, you know, they they want it. They they focus on one thing or they're not they're not flexible. Coach Beard, he's flexible. He takes input from the players. Uh, the play, everybody respects him, and he just has. He's so efficient during practice. There's no downtime. It's just everything's so efficient as far as you're watching your individual clips. Um, and he, he cares about the players. He wants – I mean, he, he's just – there's nothing – it's just like a perfect well-oiled machine is the best way to describe the Texas Tech basketball program. Um, and he, he has the right people on staff. He recruits everybody for a strategic purpose, whether it's uh, the best player to the walk-ons to the managers. He, he, I mean, he just knows the exact guys he wants on his team. And it's it's – it's just a great it's a it's a great organization overall. I mean, I mean obviously, but Coach Beer does a great job with that. Absolutely. And again, re- remind us about your podcast where we can. Find okay, it. yeah, you can find. Uh, so it's called Drew's Crew, um, and you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, it's uh, and I and I post it on Twitter as well. So if you're ever interested, or if you're if you're bored or you're just on a long road trip, uh, give it a listen, and you guys might find some of it. Uh, anybody out there uh, find it a little bit entertaining? Some of the some of the interviews with the former players, and I, I hope so. Eventually, I can get a uh, Jarrett Culver on. Zaire said he wants to do it, but I'll, I'll try to once I have some more free time, I'll get back into it and get some more uh, entertaining guys on there. Awesome! You get show, Coach man. Beard on there. Yeah, Coach Coach Beard. He actually, I didn't. I mean, I didn't even know he knew about it. But when I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago, he goes, "You know, I heard you're doing a podcast now, man. What's up with that?" And I said, "Yeah, you know, I'm just. I guess it's like just a hobby. I enjoy doing it." And he said, "Well, you, you ever plan getting me on there?" I was like, "Well, I didn't know you. Want, like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> sure. He said, yeah. He, 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 I said, I don't. You know, I can't compete with your fireside chat. Those are. I mean, those are elite. But I yeah. said, if you're ever." If you're ever available, and he goes, he goes, he goes, just let me know when, brother. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Hey, since, since you're real busy, let him know that if he has some spare time in the meantime, we, he's got you got another really good show that he could come on. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I'll, I'll refer him to you guys. No. <laughs> he would enjoy it. He's he's the type of guy. I mean, he he loves doing things like that. He loves being out and mingling around with the people, going to rush. I mean, he likes doing stuff like that. I think that's what I love about the guy is not only is he a great basketball player, but he really knows how not only to fire up the students, but he knows how to fire up the alumni. And and I tell you, that Final Four, I was in Dallas Love Field. And to see the amount of tech shirts and the amount of tech support in that, that 
airport, not only there, but everywhere I went, it was just electric. And, you know, it only, it just really comes back to, you know, the, the team that you, you guys were and, and the coach that he is and the way that he can rally the troops. So I just can't say enough about how fun that was. So absolutely. Right. And I, I completely agree with all that. He's great at bringing the former players back, the alumni, and he, uh, he also does a good job with uh, just giving sh- shout-outs to other programs at Tech. Like, I know he's had the soccer coach on his fireside chat, the baseball coach, all of them. I mean, he, he does a good job of, uh, yeah. as far as the, the athletic program, bringing them all together. I mean, he does, there's, there, there's, I mean, I know he's getting paid a lot of money, but there, there's no school in the nation that could actually pay him what he's actually worth. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, as long as he gets free Whataburger on the side, why not, right? Yeah. For exactly. Real. Yeah. He worked, that, he worked that out pretty good. <laughs> smart man. Yeah, smart yeah. man. So John, you want to take us home? Yeah, let's go. Let's wrap it up. Andrew, I tell you what, it's a good problem to have when, when, uh, you know, we, 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 we could probably spitball all night. No, just talking about yeah, no, we really you know, could. basketball and life. But, Absolutely. but, uh, thanks for coming on with us. You know, I don't think this needs to be the last time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll be on. I love this. You guys are awesome. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, everybody have an excellent night. Bill, thanks for joining us They're here on Guns Up Nation. Uh, Keith and Steve, brothers, it, it, it's good to be back in a routine, man. Absolutely. Welcome back, John. It really is, man. Amen. Y- y'all have a good night. Take care, everybody. You too. We'll talk to y'all Thank next you, time. Wreck yeah. Thank you, guys. Wreck them. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators, podcast hosts, and fans, and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans.